Thank you for joining the Medic Church podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our family vacation series with a sermon entitled Love. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Let's dive into this today. We're going to continue our family vacation series today, and today's sermon is entitled Love. Love. Last week we talked about anger, so this week I thought it was appropriate to talk about love. Love. Anybody love ever been somebody? Somebody love somebody? Anybody love? Nobody loves somebody? Adam loves somebody. I love you. Tasha, I love you. I'm in love with you, Tasha. I'm going to sing you a love song. Oh, <laughs> the online campus is dropping like flies over here. He can't sing. <laughs> Mute him. Cut his mic off. God did not bless me with the talent of singing, but maybe you love to hear somebody sing you a song. Maybe you like getting on YouTube and you type in your favorite love song or, or maybe you have your song, or you and your spouse have your song. Y'all have a song? Y'all have a song? Y'all have a song? Me and Tasha have a song. It's called Stuck On You. Uh-oh, uh-oh, stuck on you. Like glue. <laughs> Whatever, same thing. <laughs> it's her song. <laughs> so, but I love it. I love, love, love Tasha. And I love my kids, Ariel and Lily. Now listen, I don't know about you guys, but maybe you got a vacation planned this year and, and coming up. And I know I tell you what, I, we got a family vacation coming up in September, and I'm looking forward to it. But you know what I'm not looking forward to? The ride. The ride. Because I love going down the road. I love seeing the scenery, but I don't love being in the car with tablets. Running. Listening to whatever they're listening to, playing games at the top. I'm like, y'all had to turn that down. Y'all ain't had to stop that. Y'all know what I can't stand? This happened the other day. Riding down the road. Errol done forgot something at home. She's like, Daddy, we got to turn around. I'm like, we ain't turn around. We already committed to where we're going. We, are, we too far. Maybe you had the similar experience to this. Then she's like, Dad. And then the tears start going. And I done had a bad day already. I'm like, you had to stop that. You had to cut that out. I said, figure it out. You got, uh-uh, uh-uh. We ain't doing it. She kept going. Get up to the corner. I said, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to pull this car over. Anybody ever said that? Parents, you ever said that? Family, ever? I'm going to pull this car over if you don't stop it. Anybody? Nobody? I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's ever said that. <laughs> Online campus, you guys ever said that? If you don't stop it right now, I'm going to pull this car over or better yet. Now, now not my particular situation, but, but don't make me turn this car around. Don't you make me turn this car because you know I will. My girls will tell you. They know I'll turn that car around. <laughs> we'll go sit at home. <laughs> we ain't got to go out and eat. We don't got to go hang out at the water park and the gym. We don't we ain't got to do none of that. We'll, we'll head it head strong. We'll go in there and we'll, uh-uh. <laughs> we'll go back home. <laughs> but I told her, I said, if you don't fix yourself, I'm going to pull over and you're going to get out and you can walk back home. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> But I love her. I wouldn't. And then she's like, my daddy's going to drive out the corner. I'm like, do you really think your daddy's going to drop you off at the corner of the road up here? Not on that side of town. <laughs> Lord. The other side of town, we'd been all right. But that side of town, uh-uh. No. But we love our kids. 
There's times we get impatient with our kids and, and we don't want to be so kind to them. Maybe sometimes with our spouse, we don't really want to be kind to our spouse because they pull out the filing can. I mean, there's times where, where we just want to be at each other's throats. Amen, preacher. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible tells us, it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Every circumstance. You open up that door back there, pop that switch down and pop it back up. It'll kick on. <laughs> Amen. Our air is dysfunctional here, so sorry, guys. We got to override it. <laughs> but today, I want to talk to you about thirteen ways, thirteen different ways that we can love better. How we can love better. Sometimes, like I said, we just want to be at the attack at somebody, or have they done us wrong, or or the organization comes out and they're demanding you do something that maybe you don't agree with, and and now we're all upset and we're all tied up, and and we don't want to be so nice. And so we're going to dive into this today. So if you're keeping track here, point number one: don't hurry. Don't hurry. Love is patience. Now, Tasha will tell you that who don't have patience in our relationship? She does. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm the one probably in our relationship that doesn't have the patience. I like things to be a certain way. And it's because a lot of what my reason and rationale behind why I'm like I am is because of the fire service background that I've been in, their structure that takes place. What I like about when I go in, I don't have to worry about my team, my crew there. When I'm at the firehouse, they know their job. They know their place. They know what they're supposed to do. We pull up on a fire. They know exactly what to do when it's time to go to their assignments. I don't have to sit here and say, hey, Trina, listen, sweetheart. You got to go over here, and I got to guide her. By they know their job. They know their process, and sometimes when, when we're in this relationship and things get difficult, we're like, hey, that's not how the process is supposed to take place. And there's times I get aggravated and I get impatient. I get impatient with people. Now, Tasha will tell you, and I don't know if y'all ever had this situation happen to y'all, but it happens to me all the time. There's times where if I'm in a hurry, and I, gotta t and I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, now, I'm a 10, 15, 20-minute early person, and I don't believe in being late. My team will tell you I don't believe in being late. Tasha will tell you I hate being late. You will make me mad and make me late. At work, they'll tell you if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not there on time, there's something wrong. Y'all need to be calling and figure out what's wrong. Why I'm not there, where are you at? Because I'm always early. <laughs> but it never fails when I tell you, hey, I gotta, I'm going to meet you somewhere. I'm going to meet you at... at um, Rigatoni's here today at, at 5 p.m. Uh, and, and we'll be on the way. It never fails. I always get behind that slow person. I got to go in the store and I got to grab something real quick. It never fails that the person in front of me has an issue with their transaction. They need a price check or there's always something going on. It's terrible. Am I the only one that's had this problem? But I'm encouraging when things 
happen in your life that don't make sense. Don't get impatient. Take a step back. Don't be in a hurry to try to fix the problem. Take a look at it and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Let me just take the process this way. Now, pick on Tasha again. Uh, <laughs> and I tell my girls this. I tell all of them, hey, if, if you... If you they're grabbing something, like they'll look for phone chargers or they'll be looking for things and they'll go to pull something. I always tell them, I said, if you ever feel resistance, stop pulling and figure out where the resistance is coming from. Why? Why do we do that? Because if you keep pulling and pulling, what's going to happen is eventually you're going to tear something up. So let me tell you what Tasha did. Not too long ago, she had her phone sitting in the, our seats in our back. They'll flop up and they'll slide and, and they'll move out of the way so people get back to the third row. Well, she's back there looking for her phone and or looking for something, and she kept failing resistance in the chair. She's like, I don't didn't know what the resistance was. The resistance was the phone was in the way, and she ended up breaking the screen on her phone. <laughs> so I told her, I said, well, if you'd figured out what was going on, where the resistance was coming from, your screen wouldn't be broke, right? Because let's just all know that phones are expensive, and they're hard to come by. <laughs> so now she's going to have to back up and go to an older phone. So be patient because our patience sometimes can save us from a lot of trouble. Just like that is an example that we use with Tasha's phone is we can have been uh, saved some trouble of trying to go through the headache of buying another phone where we don't have the finances to or maybe we have to downgrade to an older phone that's not as good. So don't be in a hurry with your love. Be patient. And guys, I'm going to tell you, and, and ladies, it's in relationships, don't be in a hurry just to jump in to something. Take your time. Learn them. Learn their likes and dislikes. Because what happens is, and not in all circumstances, but what happens is, is a lot of times is people jump into something and then they get married or, or they're in these, in these committed relationships and they realize, oh, snap. This cat's not who I thought they were or they do this and that's not who I envisioned marrying. And, 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 and so be patient. Don't rush. Don't be in a hurry. Our teenagers, when you guys come along, I want to encourage you, don't just be in a hurry to find that perfect person. You know, focus on one thing at a time. Pray that God will send you that right individual to be in your life. Don't be in a hurry to choose just the first school that accepts you. Be patient. When me and Tasha were looking for a house last year, we, we had a house here in Pilot Mount, in town, uh, just about a, about a half a mile from here. Beautiful home. It's the first one we looked at. First home we looked at. And the and the, and our realtor, she was super nice, but she was kind of pushy. She's like, hey, this opportunity lifetime, you just need to take it. And I was like, you know, anyway, we thought about it. We made an offer on the house. And about a, about 24 hours later, me and Tasha, I was just sitting there praying. I was like, Tasha, I don't feel easy about this. I, don't feel, I said, we just need to back up. I said, we need to slow down. And by us being patient and not getting in too much of a hurry, we end up finding a better and bigger house that actually provided us to fit our family need a lot better because we slowed down. Sometimes we get impatient and we want to jump on the first thing that we see. Sometimes we just need to back up and realize that, hey, maybe that's not the blessing that God has intended for us. Sometimes we're looking at blessings and we feel like that that's what God's blessed us for. Sometimes that could be a distraction from the enemy, from what God's truly trying to bless you with. Number two, if you're taking notes, it says choose to choose to sympathize even when you're having a bad day. Now, I don't know about y'all. Have I ever had a bad day? 
I don't know what it is about this heat, but something about heat and attitudes go together so severely. I feel like during the winter months, people ain't as angry. <laughs> I just truly believe that. I think when it's cold outside, people just ain't as upset and uptight. But when it's hot, people just, ooh, they just irritable. They upset. Bad. I get upset when I try to cut my grass and it rains all the time. Then my neighbors are fussing at me because you ain't cut your grass. Now, my neighbors don't do that, but uh, they really didn't before because they were cows. But, but sometimes we have to look at it at love is kind. Talked to you guys a little bit last week when you go into a restaurant because I've seen this thing on Facebook where a lot of people sometimes are getting upset with the waitress or the waiter there and the staff because they're not getting this quick enough service that they should be getting. And what's happened is, is right now, as most of you know, that we're, we're trying to finish up a pandemic and, and things have happened and, and people are trying to get back to some type of normalcy. And what's happened is, is, is companies and, and, and uh, businesses are trying to get staffing to get back to work. And that has become a challenge. And so what happens is, is they're running on limited staff. And we get upset because we may not have got that taco right when we thought we should have. Y'all, yeah, my favorite part about Mexican food, they bring chips and salsa out there so I can eat it beforehand so I ain't starving. There's been times where I went to a restaurant and I sat down. This happened to me not too long ago. We're sitting there and, and they weren't too busy, but the, you could tell the guy was running around. He was doing the best he can. He was the only one there wait, being the waiter. He was doing the best he could. And he come over there and, and, and about, I mean, we were there for like ever. And, he, and I was like, don't, don't, don't. I don't know what's going on. But he come over and he was like, he said, hey man, he said, I'm so sorry. He said, I got some good news. I got some bad news. I said, what's up, man? He said, man, I don't know what happened. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, I lost your order somewhere. He said, but we got it right in. It's the next one up. It'll be here in the next five, ten minutes. He said, and we're going to comp- compensate half of your meal today on us because we messed up. I had two options at that point. I could have scolded this guy out, told him how unacceptable it was, got up and left, or I could have, I could just could have been mean. I could not left him a tip. But you know when I looked at him and said, hey, man, it happens. Obviously, I can miss a few meals. But there's times where if we just that little bit of kindness, hey, man, it, it happens. Don't worry about it. What's five or ten more minutes going to hurt? I've already been sitting here 30, 45 minutes. It's okay. It's no big deal. Show them people love and compassion because, hey, they're dealing with a lot. They're just, they're, like this Facebook said, folks said, hey, hey, at least they showed up. So I would encourage you, if you go out to a restaurant, always be kind to them people. Even if you don't have the greatest of service, you never know what somebody's going through. Still tip them. Still love them. Still show them compassion. Because you never know what somebody's truly dealing with. You may be having a bad day yourself. I mean, y'all know just as well as I do, when you're having a bad day, you really don't want to aggravate you. But what if somebody paid for your meal? That would brighten your day up, wouldn't it? Or somebody says, holds that door open and said, hey, come on through. There's little random acts of kindness are huge in a lot of people. And it makes you know a lot of people feel great and change their whole out- outlook. You may have somebody that may be dealing with struggles in their life. And they may be, you know, going, in their mind, they may say, hey, I'm going home and I'm going to end my life. I'm just going to end it all because I can't take this life anymore. And you can make be the difference in their life by the blessing that you showed. So always, always choose sympathy. Number three, 
refused the urge to steal attention away. Love is not jealous. Now, what I mean by this is, is now if you're in Walmart now, Tasha, tell you, I'm I'm one of those that like to be the center of attention. They're playing music. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing the song that I have no idea. We're going to go eat uh, Mexican here in a little bit, and you know what I'm going to do when they're playing the music that I have no idea what they're saying? I'm going to make up my own words, and I'm going to translate it. It's the funniest thing ever. They got to come with me. Why do I do that? It's because I like to give people joy. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, I like attention too, but, but what this means is that what I'm trying to say is don't steal attention away. It's don't be boasting and saying, hey, look at this new nice vehicle. Now, it's okay to, to, like, to have nice things. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's, it's good to have those things, but don't be boastful about it. Lily and Ariel, they're all the time trying to battle back and forth of, hey, I got this. Look at what I got. You didn't get that. <laughs> birthdays are the worst. Because their birthdays are our birthdays are, are so close together and it's and it's like birthday heaven, it's cake and stuff everywhere. But they it's time that they, that they get there and they try to make each other feel jealous. Hey, look what mom and dad got me. They didn't get you that. I'm picking my mom and daddy for an example. <laughs> I remember back in time and when I was in high school, and I don't know if they're so big uh, now, but the sports jackets that you can get, uh, like if you play football and stuff, get the big letter on there. Is that still a thing? I don't The what are they? The letterman jackets. Yeah, is that still a big thing now? I have no idea. And then school rings, I know they still do those. But listen, this is how I know my mom and dad love me. <laughs> Brother Morning, they love me? No. <laughs> love you, mama. <laughs> Dad's in, he's a kid's church, but... See, they brought my brother that nice Leatherman jacket, bought him his class rings. You know what I got? I ain't getting nothing. He graduated two years before me. I ain't getting nothing to him. He's like, look, I ain't got no money. I'm like, but y'all were like, what? But I was jealous of that. Hey, he got that. I didn't get that. I did get me a nice, cool fire helmet, though, but that's the last point. <laughs> but, but... But at the time, when I was a teenager, I didn't understand. Why does he get that and I can't? Why is he good at this and I'm not? I've even questioned God, God, why did my brother have the better musical ability to play instruments than me? Why did he have the smarts and I didn't? God, why is this? And I become jealous. Why am I sharing these things with you? Because I want you to know that you may have struggled with some of this in your life. And I want to tell you, and I want to encourage you, you yourself, don't be jealous of those that are better than you. Well, not better than you, but may have nicer things than you do. Guy had an accident at work, and he had got a brand, I'm telling a nice brand new F-150. I mean, this thing is nice. Nice, nice. Not as nice as my truck. <laughs> but, but he got a nice vehicle. And people were getting jealous. Well, why did, he, why did he have to get the nicest thing up there, the most upgrades? Why did he do that? Be proud of what you have. Be thankful that God has blessed you. Don't try to steal away the attention of your family members, of your stuff, the things that God's blessed you with. Number four, don't make it all about you. Love is not proud. In your relationships, it's not about you. It's about we. 
hey, we're going to do this. We're going to accomplish that. We're going to take this head on. We're going to deal with these struggles and these issues, these problems in our life. We're going to do it together. It's not a we or it's not a me thing. It's not an I thing in our relationships, in our partnerships, in our friendships, in our family. It's not about us. It's not about you. You guys hear me constantly say this at this church. Yes, I'm the lead pastor. Yes, I make the decisions. Yes, I get help from outside sources. Yes, I take the team to happen. You'll constantly hear me say, look at what we're doing. Look at what we're working on. Because it's not about me. It's all about God and what we can accomplish to get our mission, vision, and values across. Here at Medic Church, we believe everyone comes from a different background where we all can come together and connect and let God restore the brokenness in our life. We're no better than anybody. That's why I constantly tell you, we're no better than a church across town, down the street, and other states. We're no better than anybody. We're just doing what God's called us to do. It's not about us. We're just doing what God's called us to do. And any of your relationships don't make it about you. Be gentle. Love is not rude. Now, now listen, this, <laughs> you got to be easy. Sometimes with our words, when we, you know, I used an example last week like a gun. Once you pull the trigger, whatever damage goes out and whatever damage is done, it's done. So think about what you say, but be gentle with your words. Be flexible. Number six, be flexible. Love does not demand its own way. Well, it's my way or the highway. I'm going to tell you all right now, y'all, I mean, I know this or not, but I've worked in healthcare for a long time, but right now our healthcare systems are in a shamble. Why am I telling you this? Why am I sharing you this? Because we have to be flexible. So right now, and I don't know if you guys work in healthcare or not, or you may have friends, I want you to be praying for our healthcare workers because a lot of them have mandated that you required or are enforcing them to get the COVID-19 vaccinations. Now, I'm all for vaccinations, I'm all for supporting things, and I'm all for, um, you know, companies, you know, leading their companies the way they should, but I am very big on the freedom of choice. I'm very big on that. That's when it comes to a child and abortion. That's a totally different subject, but, but we need to be flexible. We need to be flexible with these things. These companies aren't not just come in and say, hey, you have to or you're going to have to find another job. There's a lot of nurses and a lot of emergency staffing right now are wondering about their jobs in the coming weeks, myself included. But you know what? <laughs> the God I serve is my healer, my protector, and my strength. And you know what? They can do what they want to do to me. This flames of this world is going to pass away. My word isn't here. It's in the, on earth. It's in heaven. I'm not going to let a company or a corporation scare me into doing something that my body and it's my choice. But we need to be flexible. We need to pray for them. We shouldn't just go in there and be insulting and, and, and come up and, and just be rude and, and, and mean to them and demand your way. <laughs> just like the reverse to that, they shouldn't do it to you. They ought to be flexible and say, hey, guys, we're going to leave it up to you as a personal choice. You mean your relationships, be flexible. You guys that uh, I see, one of my buddies is on here. I think he's still on here. He's getting ready to get married next year. Be flexible in your relationships. Be flexible because God wants us to love our spouse. He wants us to be flexible and, and, and lead and guide our relationships. Uh, number seven, if you're taking notes, make it a point to be pleasant even when you don't feel like it. When you're in traffic, we got to be nice. I can't stand when somebody blocks an intersection. 
when it's busy, traffic's everywhere. Winston, I swear they're the worst <laughs> until you get to Charlotte. But, but in this, I can't stand when you block an intersection. It drives me insane. Stop blocking intersections. But what I like is when I'm able and I'm sitting there and I don't block the intersection, I can say, do this, hey, come on through. Or somebody's right there, hey, come on through. Shine some lights. There's been times when I didn't want to be so nice. When Tasha's pulled out that filing cabinet of records of I have no idea that I even remember doing that and she brings it back up, I try to still be pleasant. A pleasant I will tell you, if I find out you don't like me, not a lot of them, but I know there's people that don't like me, I make it a point to come up to you and I'll be as nice as I can to you and I will make you talk to me. I love it. I did it a lot of times on you, Pastor. (laughs) Number eight, don't bring up the score. Don't bring up the score. Hey, well, you did this, this, that, Friday April 27th at 2 a.m. You did this. You didn't do that. You didn't take out the track. Quit trying to keep score. Hey, look at what I got this week. Look at what I did. Nobody cares. Just put it on Facebook and keep going. Or don't. <laughs> yeah, sometimes don't put it on Facebook. <laughs> but it says love keeps no record of being wronged. Being wrong. Don't be, don't be trying to say, hey, well, you were wrong once in your life. You can't go to church and you can't be a true Christian because you did these all these bad things in your life. I'm going to tell you that God loves you and once he's forgiven you, all those wrong records have been washed away. They've been done away with, been cast as far as the east is from the west. Number nine, uh, value truth, honor, and integrity. I love integrity. My integrity means more, means more to me than anything in this world. I have a lot of integrity. And I tell Tasha all the time, my integrity means it all. I've walked off jobs because my integrity is what means more to me than the job did. Number 10, have guts. Never give up. Never keep fighting for your relationships, your friendships. If you have that good bonding and you have these times, if you messed up, you slipped up, hey, have the guts to own it. Say, hey, listen. Hey, I'm sorry. But when you truly have saying that you're, you know, I'm sorry, don't keep bringing up the things in the past. Truly be forgiven and forgive those that have done you wrong. Belief, believe the best. Believe in the best. Believe that you're, you know, the, in the best of your spouse and your friends. Encourage them to be the better them. Hey, if you know your friends are dealing with things, you know your spouse is dealing with something, encourage them and lift them up. Don't break them down. And beat them down, but build them up. Encourage them. If they have a goal, encourage them to go after it. My problem is, is I get impatient sometimes with trying to set those goals and set those bars. I'll just be transparent with you guys. When, when we established this and we were in this building, I wasn't planning to be here but less than a year. One year is the max I wanted to be in this building, but here we are a year and a half later. But you know what? We're not going to move until God's ready for us to. I get impatient when I see what my big vision is, but we're in this moment, but we'll get there. I believe in the best. Why do we have the things that we have set up? Because I believe that we want to have the best that we can at the moment, that we can do what God's called us to do. We're setting ourselves up for our future. 
And number 12, be hopeful about the future. I'm hopeful about it. I'm steadfast for it. I'm ready for our future. I'm ready to see what God's going to do and how lives are going to be changed through what we're doing here at Medit Church. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this. And I want to encourage you guys to be hopeful with us. And 13, to stay. Stay on the course that we're on. Stay on the battle. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's times that you can change things up. You can shift things up. If things are trying to drift one way and you're, oh, we may have to pull over and get some maintenance work done. Let's change up some things, get some new tires put on. But stay on the course. Endure through every circumstance that you come through. In your life, when people are trying to beat you down and break you down, endure it and overcome those circumstances. I'm going to borrow a volunteer just for a minute. Tracy, do you want to help me this morning? Oh, Lord, be scared. Be scared. Be scared. Don't be scared. You don't have to be scared. Y'all give it up for Tracy. She's going to help me out this morning. <laughs> Tracy, she volunteered for me. She didn't help me out. How are you? Hey, Tracy. My name's Michael. You're Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Listen. I got some bad news for you. Okay. Now, Tracy's going to help me out. I get the mark on Tracy this morning. We'll give her some tats. But what happens is, is in our life, you guys can come on and start playing music. What happens in our life is, is people want to break us down. They want to beat us down. And they want to tell us that, that we mean nothing. And they start saying, hey, you suck at life. Hey, you're never going to amount to anything in this world. Hey, look at what you don't have. Hey, your husband sucks at life too. He doesn't love you. He's not patient with you. You're not patient. You, you, you don't have anything in this world besides being a loser. God doesn't love you. You won't never make it in church. You got to dress this way to come to church. You got to be this way. You got to do that. Man, you're just, you're just all. Nobody wants you to be around. Nobody, no, God don't want you. He don't want to have nothing to do with you. You're all marked up. They what they call damaged good. But y'all, sometimes what happens in this life is, is we determine that, that we, okay, okay, God. You know what? You know, maybe, maybe I'm not so great at, at life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover these things up so nobody can see what's really going on in my life. God, you, 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 you said that you were going to take care of me. But you know what, God? I don't, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. God, you, 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 you said that, that I wasn't ever going to mount nothing. Maybe they were right. Maybe, just maybe, maybe they were absolutely right about what they were saying. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't go to church. Maybe I shouldn't be involved. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. what else we got in here you know what 
you know what? Yeah, you were right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep tacking this on here. I'm just gonna keep covering up the wounds because I don't mean nothing. Nobody's gonna see what's really going on in my life. Nobody can fix this. Nobody can help me through these circumstances. Nobody can help me be kind. Nobody can help me. They're always being mean. My spouse is always taking me and they're always beating me down. They're always working on me. And then you come into church and you're begging God, God, I need you to touch my life. God, I need you to help my life. God, I need you to touch me and to help me endure and overcome these things. And then you go back out into this world and all you've done is just take these little bit of bandages off. Take those off of me. But you didn't let the healing take place. All you've done is stuck a band-aid on what's happened in your life. But when you really and you seek after God and you look for God and you put your full trust in Him, what happens is He starts and He starts taking His holy water and His holy blood. Oh, John, man. And He starts washing you and washing you and washing you and washing you and washing you God we love you forgive me of my sins God God I trust you I want you to be number one in my life I want you to be the one that I can count on I want you to be the one I can trust God God I want you to use me because what happens is when we give our whole self to God and we give our whole self to Him guess what you can't see the march you can't see the damage that's done people you know like I used the gun as an example you may be able to shoot that gun that pain, that suffering is going to be there. But when you take it to God and you let God change your life, the scars, the pain, the sorrow, the hurt is taken away. Thank you. Just be careful. There's times where we're in our lives and in our walk that we're looking at people, we're looking for, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking for somebody to tell us Hey, I love you. When we should be looking to God and saying, Hey, God, I need you to fix me. I love you, God. I need you to fix the brokenness in my life, God. God, I'm hurting. I'm desperately crying out to you that I need a touch from you. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're looking for a touch from God. You're looking for that true touch that God will touch your life. And today I know that God can do it. Here at Medic Church, we're all about letting God restore the brokenness in our life. If you're just coming to church and you're just going through the motions, guess what? You're just going to keep wrapping those bandages back on when you leave here. You're just going to keep the bandages on. You're going to walk back out and you're going to, people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, hey, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with this person. There's something wrong in their life. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. But when you let God restore that brokenness in your life, people are going to go, hey, what happened to you? That old you is gone, and you're renewed. Last week we had a baptism. We watched five people make a decision to get to go public with their faith, and it was so cool. When we lowered those down and we come back, we celebrated because the old them were gone and the new of them began. And I truly believe today that somebody needs to know that God loves you and that you're not damaged good and that you're not broken. And if you feel broken, all you have to do is let God restore the brokenness in your life. Guys, will if you'll stand with me this morning.
Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. I'm going to thank you for everybody that's here, God, and on our online campus. And God, that somebody may watch this later on or listen to the podcast. God, that you'll restore the brokenness, God. God, we may have had people that's treated us wrong, God. God, we may be in these moments where we don't understand what's taking place in our life, God. But God, help us to be loving. Be patient, God. Be kind. Do not envy, God. God, restore the brokenness in people's lives today. God, if somebody don't know you, let them know all they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. God, restore the brokenness in my life, God. God, help me and forgive me of my sins. God, when I slip and I stumble, God, help and reassure me that you're always with me and help me to make the right decisions and to always love. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.